Our Father, we want to thank you because there are ways, there's a way that we can be excited in this kingdom, the way that we can be happy, full of joy and life, full of excitement, enjoying the pleasures in your kingdom, is when we trust and obey. It's when we align and we believe you for what you say, and we obey you by your grace. Father, is there anyone who has come into your presence this morning, moody, sorrowful, sad, like that rich young ruler? Lord, we are asking that you will inject joy into our hearts in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to rise from here with an excitement that there is a future ahead of us. We want to rise from here with hope that the Lord, even though speaks hard to us, is because he wants to prepare. He wants us to participate in all that he has in store for us. So Lord, this morning, we are asking that you will give us a receptive heart. Every stony heart, every distracted heart, every disconnected heart, every heart that is confused and wondering, we arrest you by the authority of the Holy Ghost. And we ask that the word of God will penetrate and we bring joy to your soul in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you for all you are doing for us this morning. Be thou exalted and glorified. In Jesus' matchless and mighty name we have prayed. Amen. I think we are enough to give God a bigger amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much choir and every one of us for singing that lovely hymn. This morning our topic is don't look back. Don't look back. And um, in the theme that we've been considering this year, which states that there will be a reward for our work, that our labor will not be in vain, we should not be discouraged, we should not, we should not be distracted, we should not feel that I've done so much as we have been receiving a lot of encouragement in the course of the year and we will still continue to receive so that our assignment can be effectively deployed and like Paul when we are done we can say I have finished God wants to set a little signpost for us as we run the race as we serve him, as we follow him, God wants to leave a caution and encouragement for us. And that encouragement is don't look back. Help me turn your neighbor to your neighbor and say, don't look back. Um, if you followed the reading of the scripture, which I want to believe you did, in Luke chapter 9, the last about five or six verses, Jesus had an interaction with three different people. The first one came, the second one, and the third. 
the first one in verse 57. The man came and said, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus addressed him and said, Foxes have holes. And that's not our focus this morning. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. The second one, Jesus took the initiative and took the action to invite him and said, Come and follow me. Come and follow me. The first came by himself. The second took the, Jesus invited him and said, Come and follow me. And the man said to Jesus, I will follow you. But let me first go and bury my father. Very legitimate reasons. The first one was a legitimate reason of accommodation. I don't know whether Jesus, and we'll be looking at that, how did Jesus look at him and without the man saying, I have a problem with accommodation. I want to be sure where you are living. I want to, I want to be sure that the future is secured. And Jesus actually complicated his problem by saying, even me, who you are coming to follow, I don't have where to lay my head. The second person, legitimate, his father was dead, and it's just right that after your father dies, you begin to prepare for burial. And it's possible that he was from maybe a place like the southeast, where burial is a very, very capital-intensive project. I hope, I hope I'm correct. It's a very capital-intensive project. In fact, <laughs> When our father, the venerable, <laughs> died, we went to visit him. And the day we came there, we met one of our fathers who is sitting here. And we laughed all through. And he was saying that when a man's father dies, and people are coming, and the man is either crying and all of that, he's not crying necessarily because his father has died. And he said it in, very, in a very dramatic way and we, it was, we were laughing throughout. In fact, I've not seen a venerable laugh like that before. <laughs> it was such a very <laughs> funny day. So sometimes this man needed to go and attend to that capital intensive project. And Jesus said something that was very, <laughs> very funny. He said, let your dead father bury himself. I don't understand that, but that's not our theme for discussion this morning, we may have tried to understand what did Jesus mean. Now the third person now came by himself and said to Jesus, I want to follow you. I will follow you. I will serve you. But allow me first to go back home and just tell my family people goodbye. I'm now a servant of Christ. I'm now committed to Jesus. And sincerely, brethren, I do not know the connection between that man's request and Jesus' answer. I don't know whether you are thinking like me, but when I read the Bible, I try to ask questions. Why would Jesus look at somebody who has just met him 
And he needs to just go and tell his family goodbye. I've met the man I'm going to serve for the rest of my life. And Jesus looks at this man and says to him, Any man that puts his hand on the plow and look back, is not fit for the kingdom. And I'm saying, Jesus, to tell your family goodbye, is it a sign of looking back? To show some concern to your family. And at least. And why I just thought about that. I remembered in 2 Kings chapter. 1 Kings chapter 19. I hope I'm very correct. 1 Kings chapter 19. Um, um, there was a man called Elisha. That's not our focus. So I just run through it. 1 Kings 19. If you get there you can trace it. But I won't read it. There was a man called Elisha. And when Elijah had run from God and God said, go and anoint Jehu, go and anoint Hazel, go and anoint Elisha. And when Elisha, when the, Elisha was the first person, he was the last God mentioned, but was the first that Elijah met. Elijah threw his um, coat on, the, on, the, on Elisha. He was a big businessman. He had 12 oxen, what we call maybe caterpillars, was an agric guru. And Elisha threw his cloth on him, and Elijah threw his cloth on Elisha. Elisha quickly understood, and look at what Elisha said. In verse, have you found that verse for me? Verse 20. Thank you. In verse 20, the Bible recorded that Elisha said, he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother goodbye, and then I will follow you. And he said unto me, Go back. In fact, this one, he told him, Go back. What have I done to you? So, I didn't really understand why with Jesus, meeting a man who is wanting to tow the path of Elisha, Tell him, you are looking back. You are turning back. He that puts his hand on the plow and looks back, is not fit for the kingdom. Why will a man just meet Jesus and say that we follow you? And Jesus looks at him and says, I don't have a house. The man never spoke about accommodation. He never said anything about the fact that one of his priorities in life is to live well and live in a good house. I don't know, but there's something that I think that I want to draw your attention to this morning. Whenever Jesus is speaking, I have learned that Jesus doesn't only speak to our actions. He doesn't only speak to our present realities. Jesus looks into our lives looks at our intentions, looks at our motives, looks at our future, looks at our possibilities, looks at our tendencies, and he speaks a word. The Bible said, I think in Psalms, once has he spoken, twice have I heard. Now, what that means is not just twice in terms of two times. No. 
It means that the word of God is not only for our present conditions. It means that the word of God, whenever we are receiving it, it is also trying to address certain possibilities that lie within our destiny that we are not aware of. So it's possible you are sitting here this morning and say, I'm a committed brother. I'm active in this and in that and in all these things. Why are they talking about looking back? Have I, I've been looking forward 30 something years. But whenever God raises a caution, He's not only speaking to our present intention, He's not only speaking to our present action. Jesus, by virtue of being the Alpha and the Omega, the same yesterday, today and forever, He speaks into a man's destiny. He speaks into a man's, a man's entire package. One of the reasons why you must develop the habit of taking note of God's word is that some of the word of God God speaks to you today may never see the light of day till the next 10 years. Some of the things God says to you today and begins to burden and trouble your heart about may never look like a reality until the next years. In Matthew chapter 19, Mark chapter 10 and Luke chapter 18, there was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus. He was hungry to follow Jesus. He was passionate for Jesus. And sometimes I just wonder why Jesus likes discouraging people. <laughs> why does Jesus like discouraging people? Why will he not look at people and encourage them? You know we love encouragement. Do not be discouraged. We love encouragement. But I discovered that Jesus is not just interested in encouraging your emotional self selfishness. He wants to genuinely help you. So if a young person sees a young girl dresses semi-naked and comes out, and somebody says, Kai, you are looking, Kai, the way you are looking, you are looking tonton. Something inside the girl's head is saying, wow, maybe I should have increased the skirt to come up higher. I would have been tom, 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 not just only tom, tom. But if you met somebody who said, why are you doing this? Don't you know that your destiny is at stake? See, we think concern clothes with destiny. Eh? Even if you don't like my clothes, leave my destiny alone. What is the connection between my dress and my destination? But you know, that's how Jesus always speaks. Jesus is never interested because he said something that if you pamper a man, if a man is coming to follow and you pamper him, he won't last. He won't last. Check everything that is pampered, that is, doesn't go through proper fire, proper hard words. It doesn't last. 
It doesn't last. Tissue paper, I don't think they use any fire to produce tissue paper. But tissue paper is not reusable. Have you seen any tissue paper that you can use two times? Eh? Even those ones that are very big. Whether you buy it from Roban or ShopRite or you like, even go and buy it from America. Tissue paper is what? Tissue paper. It can be used more than once. So Jesus is speaking to a tendency. When he says, do not put your hand on the floor and look back. It's because there is a tendency in us. There is a possibility in us. No matter how far we have gone to look back. To begin to drag our feet. To begin to reduce our speed. To forget the former things that we used to do. I remember the church in Revelation. Jesus Christ said, you are doing well, but there's something about you. You have forsaken your first love. This is not how I knew you. This is not how you were when we started. So Jesus was not just saying that it's wrong to go and kiss your father goodbye. One of the greatest prophets in scriptures did it. It's not wrong to take care of your family. But there was something in that man that Jesus knew that when he goes home, he won't come back. Jesus knew. The first person, Jesus knew that your problem is accommodation. Your problem is soft life. <laughs> you know, may the Lord just help you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> when I have experiences in life, I just, it makes me just laugh. When I was 16 years, I had an experience. I just finished secondary school. I was preparing to go to the university. I was praying at home and God led me to Proverbs chapter 5, majorly, but also Proverbs chapter 6 and chapter 4. And God said to me, the word of God was saying to me, I was a very simple, honest, sincere brother who was just following God, just finished from the secondary school in FCS and we were committed to serve God. And God started saying, the adulteress we reduce your life to a loaf of bread. I see which adulteress. So I looked around my life. I said, God, where is the adulteress? Haba, me like this. Me like this that has been growing very good boy. The Bible now said that the adulteress will pray on your very life. Uh-uh. I said, uh-uh, who is? I was looking for the person. I didn't see the person. I said, who is the adulteress? He said, don't go her way. Her house is like a deep pit. I said, uh, <laughs> I don't think this concerns me. Until God started saying that, you see, I'm speaking into your tendency. The way I'm looking at you, if I don't help you now, you will enter a pit. It is now that I have grown up and I'm looking at my history, I say, oh God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that you spoke that word, help me. Oh. I carried it into the university. I said, I will never be a loaf of bread. When I had opportunities to deal with the opposite sex, 
and they try to make advance, or the devil tries to suggest things to you, I said, no, 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 not love of bread. I won't be a love of I won't carry fire in my bosom. I won't be burnt. That scripture held me. You know, when I began to understand it, I told God, I said, God, if I will commit sexual immorality tomorrow, please. I'm not saying I'm a saint, but don't permit me to be alive to commit it. I don't want, you know, that was how far I went with, with that covenant. I said, I don't want to be alive to be repenting from it. Sorry, it's not as a judgmental, but I'm trying to explain a scripture to you. Oh my God, that scripture carried me. It carried me. Because whether I was scared of dying, or whether I was scared of entering a pit, I don't know. But that scripture carried me. As a president of a fellowship, I'm very committed. Sisters, we always just be available for. You know, sisters are very available. Whether they are available by the leading of the Lord, or they are available, I don't know. But they are available. On Wednesday, one of our mommies was sharing a testimony of how a lady followed up her son to the hostel room and was saying, I'm available. I'm available. And the boy said, I'm coming. Let me go and tell my mother in Enugu. <laughs> and that was how God delivered him. But what we are saying is that there are tendencies in us that the Lord speaks into. And that's why the Lord is saying, don't look back. Quickly, we will go to Hebrews chapter 11 because today is a day to go celebrate with our Father. So we won't take much time. Please, Hebrews 11, quickly. I just want to pick three things that will help you to last. To last. That will help you not to be going up and down. Is from... Our fathers of faith. I'll begin to read from verse 8. Quickly, I'll read from verse 8. Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out. Obeyed and he went out, not knowing where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. The heads with him of the promise. For he looked for a city. Which had foundations. Whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child. Even when she was past the age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even one and him as good as dead. So many as the stars of the sky in the multitude. And as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith. That's our focus from verse 13. These all died in faith. Not having received the promises. But having seen them 
came afar off. And they were persuaded of them. And embraced them. And confessed. That they were strangers. And pilgrims on the earth. Please I want you to follow this reading. Verse 14. For they that say such things. People that speak like this. Whether they are among the heroes of it. Or they come later after. People that speak like this. They declare plainly. That they are seeking a country. Now please I want you to look at verse 15. Truly. If. They had been mindful of that country from where they came out. They would have, they might have had opportunity to do what? To return. But now, they desire a better country. That is an heavenly country. Wherefore God is not ashamed, hey, to be called their God. Hey, I'm praying that God will not be ashamed of you. I, let me tell you, there are people God is ashamed of. Even in Hebrews, these same Hebrews, the Bible said that God is not ashamed to call certain people his sons. Eh? When you go for graduation and there's somebody in your, your son's class who is carrying all the prize. And you just came to carry your son. And nothing is happening around your own name. They just keep calling one name over and over. Has it happened to you before? As a parent. But you see those people who they are calling their names. You will see them with their parents around school. You will know who their father is. Am I correct? They will come out, whether their phone can snap a good picture or not, or there's a photographer to snap. They will come out and snap one. The husband will come out and snap the other one. The first son will come, the other brother will come and snap. The younger, they want to show you who is associated, who are the people associated with this child. This is his family. And those people, they don't go home when every other person is going home. They will be moving around school, they just be walking around, they say, ah, Kai, Today is not a day for stories so that we don't waste time. So, even you as a parent, if you are, even though you are not ashamed, you just encourage yourself. And my children attend a school that is so, is so funny. Whenever I go for their graduation, they make sure that virtually 80% of the children go home with something. While it's, I know it's a strategy to make sure that they reduce the number of children who are crying. <laughs> Outside the fact that they also want to encourage the children. So there's best helper. The person who helps in the class more than all the others. Yes, the most improved. There's the neatest work. There's the most quietest worker. That's the person who sits down in class and is working quietly. <laughs> My son came back with the, one of those things. I said, you? <laughs> I, 
But you know, he was excited. He said, Daddy, I came with something. This is my certificate. And you know, because we are parents, we say, oh, it's such a wonderful thing. They shared it. But when you now, I said, when you come home with best in math, best in English, best in your class, I know that you got, he said, Daddy, no, 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 it's certificate. It's certificate. And I got certificate. You say you buy something for me, you must fulfill your word. And you know, one of them didn't get something last year, and he got something this. He came home so excited. Said, Daddy, I got a certificate. So you try to reduce the shame. Parents will go home with their children in that kind of environment. But the Bible is saying that God is looking for children who he will not be ashamed to call them. And the Bible didn't only say that. He said God is preparing a city for them. Three things I just will point out to you that can help you to last. If you begin to see that these three things are not showing up in your life, there's more. But I will just pinpoint those three and we will pray. Three of them start with what I call an S. The first is what are you seeing? The second is what are you seeking? And the third, what are you saying? The first What are you seeing? If you read that scripture with me on several occasions, the Bible said that these people, when they died, the promise God gave them was not physical, but they have seen it. I don't know whether you understand. So I'm not just speaking about your physical. Actually, man has foresight. You have the eyesight. That's the very lowest level of seeing. Then you have the hindsight. Your ability to look at history and pick lessons. Hindsight. Then you have the two that are very important is foresight. Your ability to see into the future. Foresight. And the the fourth which is closely linked to foresight is insight. Your ability to see into things. Something that is like this on the surface. You are looking at it and you have seen the inside. That is what Jesus saw inside that man and said, Oh God, you will go back. (laughs) Say, are you serious? I'm traveling just to make it and for my family. God said, you have already finished. You have gone. You will go back. Say, how did you know? Three things. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? The Bible said that when they heard the promises, the promises became visualized in their internal minds. They saw it. They saw it. Young people who are here listening to me, listen to, (laughs) what a man sees is important. Actually, everything I saw at my teenage age in my mind, either praying or studying scriptures or looking at people and creating visuals for myself, all of them by 30 years, I had begun to already achieve all of them. What you are seeing, what you are seeing, what you are seeing, That is why the Bible said that the just lives by faith. 
not by sight. When you begin to constantly discover that what is going on in your mind is not properly aligned. You are not seeing a country. You are not seeing a future. You are not sitting down and say, Kai, you know when Paul says, there is already laid up for me in heaven a crown. I say, Paul, how did you know? Say, I've seen it. But when I saw the crown, I also saw those that belong to others. I saw it. They that say such things, they mean they have seen it. Young people, what are you seeing? When you see people's life playing out, and you say, ah, that our sister, that used to be very committed in fellowship, she's now going back. Uncle, come and deliver us. I say, no, she has gone back. It's not today she's going back. What you are seeing is just a reflection of what she has seen. When you see people on their wedding day, listen to me, it is a product of what they have seen for years. Some of them, when they were 13, 14, they just kept dreaming. I would just stay and be doing like this that day. I'll be doing like this. We dancing. And you see, as they are going around and attending different weddings, they are picking other things that they are seeing. And it frames their vision. So even when <laughs> Daddy Ania go and Daddy Okeke sit down with them and say, you must come early to church. You must dress like this. You must not do this. We are teaching you how a Christian married to be. They are just sitting and say, see, you came too late. Everything you are saying now, it has already been preset. So even when you threaten them and say, if you come, we will not wed you. They say, we will see. You will wed us. <laughs> we are coming that day, you will see. You won't do anything. So you are surprised how a sister that has been coming early to church shows up on her wedding day late. No, no, it's not accidental. She may even be thinking it's accidental, but it's not. It's pre-planned. That's the first thing. The second thing is that when a man sees something, he starts looking for what he's seeing. Verse 14 says, For they that speak like this, they declare plainly, plainly, that they are seeking for something. There's something they are looking for. There's something they are looking for. They are looking for it. The Bible said, He that seeks, we what please? They will find. See, it is not when you are 32, you start looking for wife. No. You will just find a wife that you have been seeking all your life. I've been involved in a lot of marriage issues and at some point my wife told me, you have told you to stop. You try and be arranging people. It doesn't work. Let them just find what they have been seeking. If a man seeks God, God said, you will find me. I'm not on the surface. I'm found by people who look for me. I am scarce. And when I show up, before I show up, I'm checking what quantity of your heart is engaged in pursuing me. 
it's not difficult. It's not difficult. You can just know a man what he's pursuing. It's not by sitting down in church and singing, Oh, Jesus, I will trust and obey. When you finish, the next six hours, you are checking all the countries and checking all the statistics that should make you, that is discouraging you from even praying for yourself, your family. You see somebody is seeking for, and I've discovered that whatever a man seeks, he will find. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? When I began to, when I began to discover, oh my God, my time, I don't think I can tell stories. But I want to say this. Even when it has to do with God's blessings on our lives, prosperity on our lives, for several years I had never sought it in scriptures. I just felt I should be a simple brother, get married on time, pursue the purpose of God, and all of them were working. One day I came and said, God, why, am I, why are things difficult for me like this? He said, that's, 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 it's you. It's you, I've been waiting for you. I said, how? He said, didn't you see that I said this? Second Corinthians, I think verse, chapter 8, verse 9 or 9, 8, I don't know, was one scripture that God said, and I will increase the harvest of your seed so that you will have all things, having all that you need at all times. You will abound to every good work. I jumped up that day, I said, Father, is this your word? He said, you didn't see it. You didn't seek it. I said, God, so I'm seeking you. I want to see genuine open heavens. Oh my God. And God began to lead me, direct me to people. People kept, they'll just pray for you. And they, oh no, God. There are people who have been seeking money. They find it, oh, they find it. You will find it. You will find it. But I hope that you will not come back. So your chances of backsliding are predictable. Your chances of marrying a second wife are predictable. As a young boy, you keep looking at girls. You have not done anything because the church is monitoring you. But today you are close to Chiamaka. Next tomorrow you are close to Chizoba. Another, you have not said anything to all of them, but all of them are in your, you are observing them. You're observing them and checking them. Say, Uncle, I've checked this one. Um, she had this problem. Why we were just dating, it didn't work out. So you jump to this one. You, that's how you'll be jumping in marriage. It's not a prophecy, it's a reality. Can meet you in the next five years. When you see people who have divorced, they divorced before they married. It's so bad that we sat one day in our teenage church taking questions from teenagers. Young children. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm calling them children. They are here. They'll put me and say, I'm not, I'm not a child. I'm a young girl. Young girls and boys and, and guys, not boys. They were speaking and they say, oh, so you are saying that if the man begins to abuse me, I should stay in that marriage. I say, ah, they have already abused you. Oh. Hey, how did you see that? You know, I was so, I jumped up and was shouting. I said, how, how did you see abuse? Where did you see? He said, Uncle, don't, you are not following what is happening. I said, ah, you are finished. That day, I went to my home. I said, Kai, we are dealing with a complicated generation. This one passed Gen Z. This one, they have entered the numeric alpha. You know, when you do A, B, C, D to Z, you enter alpha. But you see, the reason why we will teach God's word undiluted is that that's the only solution. 
You cannot be seeing abuse and you will marry and be settled down in love. It won't happen. It won't. And I told them, I said, if anything happens to your marriage tomorrow, mark my words. Is what you are saying today. And that leads me to the third and final thing. When a man sees something, he seeks it. Seeking includes desire. It includes pursuit. It includes what he puts his attention on. He said, they that say such, they show that they are desiring. They are looking for, if not, opportunity to backslide is plenty. Of fuma, of fuma, plenty. You will backslide. Just drop the feather and say, this is my father's church thing and this chapel of resurrection. I don't know what you're doing there. You are gone. You'll be speaking Jesus, but you are already on the other side. See, I'm following him. We are dancing. Yesterday, brother was telling. He says, about these hyper grace people, there are something I said, I don't have those time for those discussions. Watch them in the next five years. Their marriages won't last. Their, I can predict them. You know, <laughs> when you study scriptures, it's not difficult to predict people. The last thing, and I want to just end on that. They we say such things. When our daddy was praying this morning, I was touched. He said, and the inhabitants of the land, they will do what? They will say, they will not say. The Bible did not say they will not be sick. He said, they will not say. Hey, that scripture, I know when I come to church, I tell God, I say, God, I'm coming to receive. I'm coming for you to just impact something into my life. I've carried that scripture. I've carried it. Daddy, thank you. I will not say. So when you come to Joel chapter 3 verse 10, it says, let the weak, let those who are weak, let them do what please? Let them say, let them say, let them say, let them say. One day on our platform, I'm rounding up, sir. One day on our platform, family platform, my younger brother posted a marriage, a teaching. He said, you can't marry without faith. Great teaching. Few hours on his status. He now posted and said, there's a syndrome that is going on. It's called Mary and Japa. You cannot build a family with this unstable Naira. I said, bros, you are finished. So quickly I carried it and put it beside the first. I said, Oga, what are you saying? Are you saying faith or you are saying Japa? Which one are you saying? He said, there are teachings that are not all applicable. You, you update them. You, you say it like this, you say it like this, you say it like this. I say, uh, you are finished. Three things. What are you seeing? What are you seeking? And what are you saying? What are you saying? I don't have time, but I know you have read a lot of scriptures. There's power in the words. With the heart, man believes. And with the mouth, man confesses unto salvation. I have deliberately asked God to reformat my mouth. Let it align with my sight and my heart. 
Lord, do it for me and do it for my brethren. In a country like Nigeria, you need to say something that you want to see. First of all, you have to have seen it and say, Father, hey, I connect to heaven. I connect to heaven's, heaven's economy. I've seen it in the scriptures. Yesterday we were studying the scriptures somewhere. And the Bible said, out of his rich treasury, the Lord shall supply strength, reinforce you with strength by his spirit. And I was so excited that God has a rich treasury. It's stable. It is not running on dollar or euro or naira. Oh, no, no, it's stable. That is, it's after God, many of these developed countries are aligning their economy. God's economy is stable. And I've pleaded with God. I said, God, connect me with you. I will not die. I will live. I will not fall into sin. Ha! God, before it happens, I will die. God said, I've heard you. It won't happen. It won't happen. Because you cannot die. You have to remain alive. And I'm still alive and I've not died. Brethren, as we pray this morning, as we cry to God this morning, young man, all those videos you are watching, those people you are following, you don't know that they are helping to frame your vision. They are helping to frame your sight. Young girl, all those girls that you are following online, all those people that you are watching, you are following their status. You are recreating your life after their pattern. That's it. That's it. If we don't tell you the trust what Jesus told that man, I'm seeing a tendency in you that you are not just going back to say goodbye. You are going back to go back. Lord, I will not go back. Can we pray this morning? Can we pray this morning? Barus kalibarena shetandi akaba lebradosafama yagushale Oh God, recreate the vision of heaven. The vision of a glorious destiny ahead of these young girls and young boys. Show them the possibilities that lie with them. Show them that they can be great at the highest level in your hands. Show them that one with God is majority. Show them that apart from God, I can do nothing. Lord, remove all those dirty images, dirty pictures, dirty models in our eyes. Remove them. They that say such things declare that they are looking for a country. They have seen the promises. They have welcomed it from afar. They are desiring it. They are pursuing it. And even when they have opportunity to return, they say, no, no, no. I'm going somewhere. I cannot turn back now. You are sitting in church this morning and the Lord has spoken to your tendency. We don't know it, but you know it. There's a tendency within you that you are feeding by masturbation. It will spark. It will spark. Can't share stories with you, but it will spark. Can you cry to God this morning and say, Father, deliver me. Deliver me from an empty life. Deliver me from a wayward life. Father, just go ahead. Do the work very sharp, Lord. We don't have time. Drag these hearts, hook them, redirect them, break down every strategy of darkness to keep them confused 
and disconnected young people oh god who are sitting in your presence oh god who have already carried very faulty visions and it will take years to reformat them do it by your spirit and by your power this morning oh god do it by your spirit and by your power this morning break every stubbornness and unseriousness oh god do it by your power in the name of jesus you are here this morning and you are saying lord give me a fresh vision renew my heart lift your hands wherever you are because we must do that god bless you thank you god bless you god bless you touch say lord touch me the things i've been following oh god they are the reasons why i'm like this raise your hand i don't want to cajole you because we don't have all that time to do that this morning but god is looking for that sincere sister that sincere brother that honest brother who is saying god you spoke to me you spoke to me my mommy doesn't know this but you spoke to me my wife doesn't know this but you spoke to me there's a tendency in me for infidelity there's a tendency in me to look out for another woman outside my wife lord i'm trying standing before you in all honesty break my heart my hands are lifted in surrender to you the Lord bless you if your hands are lifted. Lift them boldly. Can you just speak to God and say, Lord, you spoke to me because you want to help me. Just pull it out. Can you just speak and say, Lord, I'm connecting to you. I'm connecting to you. I'm relinquishing. I'm throwing away that kind of life. I'm throwing away that kind of destiny. I'm throwing away, Lord, these possibilities within me. I'm needing you for help. Please, can you mention that to God? Say, God, I've come to you for help. I've come to you for help. My future is at stake. My life is at stake. Oh, Lacos, Mariba, Shenda, loose them, release them, release them, and let them go. Let them be free to serve the Lord. They were born for a purpose. They were born for an agenda. That thing that you have shown them is not their future. Satan, lose them right now. Release them by the authority of Calvary. We command you, lose them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, be thou exalted. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Can we make this confession together? Heavenly Father, it is your face that I see. It is your heart that I seek. Whatever that brings my way, that is not my concern. Your face I see. Your face I seek. And your face will manifest in me. That I will be satisfied with. In Jesus name. Father thank you for your word that has gone forth expressly. You are the treasure of life. You are the treasure that we seek. And we will be satisfied when we are weak with your likeness. Thank you, Father, as we seek this one thing, 
and you will be glorified in us. In Jesus' name we pray.